Welcome to Baffling Cyclops. I'm David. I'm Pepper. And today I thought we would start talking about snails. Oh, goody. Because <laughs> Pepper loves snails. I do. I, li- I-, I love real snails. I'm not, a, I, like, the snails that are like little ornaments and doodads. Doodads. They're okay, but I really like this a real live snail. And that grew after we moved to where we live now. Yeah. Because we have a stone wall with moss on it that attracts snails. Especially when it rains. Especially when it rains. We can sometimes have 100, 125 snails on the wall. Really? That yeah. many? I love them. Yeah. Well, if you include where around where the neighbor's yeah. side is, that there are tons and tons of snails when it's snail season, which it's not now. No. But I thought of the snails because I was looking at TikTok and it started to pick up on what I like. Oh, so you think TikTok can read your mind? <laughs> I think I, I'm not saying it can read my mind. Um, Angela at my work actually said that she finds it creepy because sometimes it picks up on things she's interested in before she's interested in them. Oh, so it's more like she, the TikTok influences her interests. Well, she'll, she'll like have a passing thought like, oh, you know, I'm interested. I wonder how, um, tobacco is grown and then a tobacco video will show up. Oh, so it's like mind control. Yeah. Oh. So I, but in my case, love snails. I'm yeah. into snails. Looking at TikTok and what comes up, but uh, two snails having a seance with a little tiny Ouija board. <laughs> it is pretty cute. Now, I showed it, it to was you. really cute. <laughs> yeah. And from multiple angles, too. From multiple angles. And there's a little tiny planchette that the snail pushes on the little uh, Ouija board. Yeah. And they play, like, music like it's scary for the snails. Yeah, it is. It's really cute. But, hey, I thought TikTok went away. It was going to go away. No, TikTok, um, they were going to block new new downloads of TikTok, but the uh, judge, federal judge blocked that from happening. But they weren't going to get rid of the old TikToks that were already downloaded. Okay. Well, I had TikTok on my um, phone for just, like, a half a second, and then I got I got scared because I thought I was being spied on, so I deleted it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you're security minded. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want um, any foreign agents to know what you were looking at on your phone. I know. I I wouldn't either. Well, if if foreign agents were spying on you yeah. in the last couple days, what what would they have found? Oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> what would they have found? Find? I don't know. I <laughs> I'm like a, a lot of uh, tra- traffic to Poshmark because I'm trying to build my Poshmark page. Is that what it is? I think that's probably it. Yeah. That's that would be your main thing. So they would be like enough with the Poshmark when they're watching you. Yeah, and then most recently, um, I looked up some information on one of the cult leaders in. Um, in my home hometown from when I was little. Oh, that's so cool. Because, you know, what I was going to talk about today were, uh, well, was a cult near us and a church near us. Okay, yay. I can't wait to hear about it. Because the cult, I was just going to mention in passing, to distinguish between a cult and a church is the Ramtha cult. 
Don't you think a lot of churches are cults? I think that there's a fine line, but I think um, I think one of the things that really distinguishes a cult from a church is um, you can leave a church pretty easily. I mean, there might be peer pressure for you to stay, yeah, but no one like tracks you down and <laughs> threatens you if you decide to leave most okay. churches. Okay. Um, but but what's this? You said it's called Ramtha. 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 Is that so, one from our neighborhood? It's that one is actually in Yelm. So it's about fifty minutes away from where we are. Okay. If we were driving south, and it's a huge, massive estate uh, run by this woman who says that she is can be possessed by the spirit of a 35,000-year-old warrior from Atlantis. Okay. It is real. The full name of this warrior is Ramtha the Enlightened One. Okay. <laughs> so she she um, she used to do a really great voice for Ramtha. Oh, there was some acting involved. There was involved. acting involved. Okay. But now she's, um, she's kind of given up on the voice and... Um, she drinks. She's decided Ramtha likes to drink a lot of wine during presentations, and it sounds like uh, Ramtha has been watching a lot of Fox News because Ramtha <laughs> su- Ramtha supports uh, Donald Trump. Okay. And uh, one of the most recent things is a couple ex members decided to uh, let out of the bag that Ramtha has been telling people to drink lye. <gasps> Yes. It's not good. No, and <laughs> so she's still, or they—I should say—they are still active. Yes, they're very active, and uh, they donate to uh, a lot of Republican Party candidates in Washington State. And they really, the where they live, it's massive. It's it's like a little village almost. And uh, Ramtha uh, drinks wine, and. Uh, Spouts off on um, how stupid organic vegetables are. That's one other <laughs> recent Ramtha speech. So I, I've I've kind of enjoyed following because Ramtha used to have an accent. The the, the I can't remember her name, but her, the whole woman's demeanor would change, and yeah. she would become possessed by Ramtha, and she would have an accent. And and her body would twist and change. Wait, and, per, possessed by Ramtha or possessed by wine? <laughs> well, now it's wine because before it was more of a job. Now it seems like she's got a bunch of followers, and she goes out with a glass of wine, and she's like, "Ramtha says Trump is good." <laughs> oh no! Yeah, you can watch her videos of her. But anyway, I I, I was just looking up more information on Atlantis. <laughs> Atlantis. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, 35,000 years ago, Ramtha was a warrior there. That's what I know about Ramtha. Okay. Wow. That's that's surprising. Well, I guess the real estate in Yelm is, is more reasonable than it is up here nor- <laughs> For, up north sure. there. <laughs> and and Ramtha's got a lot of dough because that was a very popular cult. They had a bestseller, uh, Ramtha did. Uh, you know, channel, Ramtha is channeled and they, they channeled whole books of uh, ancient wisdom. Is this like back in the 80s? Yeah, in the 80s and the 90s. Wow. So um, that was the cult. And then the church I was going to talk about, at least it was a church back in the day, is uh, the Aquarian Foundation. They're the ones that were in our neighborhood. They're the ones that are in our neighborhood. Uh, they have a big building right next to uh, Safeway. 
they are a spiritualist cult. So oh. it's connected. It's, it's connected to Ramtha. But I was so fascinated because the logo looks a little Illuminati-esque. Yeah. And the building's mysterious. And then my friend Shauna texted me a picture of the mansion near her aunt's house and said, this is the cult house. Because that's what they call it. Yeah. Well, because I think you started talking about the cult and cult. Well, kind of we have fa- a fascination with cults. Yes. Way before this whole vow thing. Even oh, yeah, came yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but on our walks, we, ha- we walk by two houses that we call cult houses. Right. And one of them... I think that they moved. Yeah. The the one cult house. Um, But I think that was kind of like a commune. Um, Yeah. Which I think it was an offshoot of the family. Like I think people who were in the family cult lived there. Okay. And kind of maintained the lifestyle. That's my guess. Because there were a lot of family people um, that lived in this neighborhood. Love family people. And, um, you know, we had that um, housekeeper at one point. That was oh, an ex-love yeah. family member, too. Yeah. So... We, well, I, I think we have to put it in context because just saying we had a housekeeper makes us sound like we were... Oh, no. Like, this was... Like, yeah. like, snoots. And we so are not and were not. No, no, no. In fact, I think, I think he pretty much cleaned our place in exchange for being able to use the bathroom while he cleaned the building. Well, you remember that, like... That one time I was home, I was homesick from work. And he didn't know. He didn't know I was sick. Because, I mean, again, our apartment was like a thousand square feet. It wasn't huge. and um, But it was a two-bedroom place. And I was in the big bed, you know, the front bedroom because I was sick. He was cleaning the whole, like the whole condo place. It was like a big, they were condos, right? Yeah. Multi units, um, and he would then. On it was on Fridays, and he would then end up in our unit and clean our place because we hired him to help help keep it tidy. Because at that time, um, we were both working a lot. I was traveling a lot, so it was kind of nice to have somebody like vacuum because I don't like yeah. to vacuum. Um, but I love to clean, but vacuuming is not the thing. But anyway, I was in the bedroom, and um, the front door opened, and I thought it was you, David, because it wasn't anywhere close to the time that the guy would be coming into our apartment. And I go out and open the door up, and the your bathroom, the door was closed to your bathroom, and I, he said, David, and all I heard, I know this is bad, but I heard somebody having, I will say, a physicked stomach. <laughs> <laughs> a disturbed stomach. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was like, oh, David, David, are you okay? Are you okay? And it wasn't you. No. It was him. And it was pretty embarrassing and really bad. Yes. <laughs> and it kind of creeped me out, too, that he was just, like, coming into our apartment and hanging out. Yes. I, I, I will also say one of the, one of the funniest uh, things about the Love family is they renamed everyone. 
Yes, they did. Um, and so the, the, your quality of your name, because every name was a, a personality quality that um, Jesus had. Mm-hmm. And um, I won't say what his name was, but um, he was mad because he had come into the cult so late. His name was terrible. Was it like Carpenter? No. <laughs> That's one of the good ones. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, so the one house we walked by seemed like a, a legit like commune or offshoot of the Love family. And the other one, I don't necessarily think it's a real cult. I just think it's a very, very controlling um, husband. Yes. <laughs> and they have like a Doberman and they have like... Just like they put up a kind of complicated enclosure slash fence gate thing. Um, but I think you were talking with Shauna from work about the one cult house. And that's how she was able to share with you her mom like lived near the other cult her house. Aunt, her aunt, aunt Lista, yeah. lives yeah. Right, right next door to yeah. not the... Not the building where the cult is, but the ho- the mansion that's connected to the church. So yeah. they would call it the cult house. And I always thought this was a really interesting um, cult with almost no information on the internet about it because they sue people so much. So they've trademarked... Oh, ev- this Scientology cult. Right. So okay. they've trademarked like everything to do with the church is trademarked. And so they, they've trademarked the name of the founder, which is Keith Milton Reinhardt. Uh, they've trademarked the phrase sacred teachings in connection with wow. religion. They uh, have trademarked the phrase the religion of tomorrow here today. That sounds like a Disney thing. <laughs> Tomorrow's religion here today. The church of tomorrow here today. The light of the mighty I am all to the world. The mandala, the flaming mandala and the church of higher spiritualism. Psychic observer and the word chimes. Whoa, chimes? Yeah. Some of those Etsy sellers better watch out. (laughs) It says they're all owned by the Aquarian Foundation of Seattle and may not be used by anyone for any reason. So I that's what it says in the site. So I did kind of just use them. But um, I looked it up and started. Are we going to be okay? I think so. (laughs) I tracked back, um, though, the, the founder, Keith Reinhardt. Yeah. And it was incredibly interesting. He was born in the 1930s. And the story is, when he was 10, a medium told his mom that he was going to grow up to be a great spiritual leader. And by the time he was 19, he had founded that Aquarian, the Aquarian Foundation here in Seattle. Okay, so in the 50s then. Yeah, in the, yeah, 1955, he, okay. he founded that church. And within 10 years, he was a millionaire with a mansion. Um, and he and had, a lot of trademarks. A lot of trademarks. Well, the trademarks, I think, came later. They sound like they were kind of, tra- that stuff was trademarked in the 70s, if I were to guess. Yeah. That's what it sounds like well, they, to me. I'll get to their legal wranglings, too, because okay. they had plenty of those. But um, he did two of the most common um, spiritualist tricks, and I, they are tricks, so I'm going to use that phrase, where he did um, 
billet reading, or BA reading if you're French, which is um, people write things on note cards, and then when you have a blindfold on, they hand you the cards, and you rub the card, and you give the answer to the question, like Johnny Carson used to do on The Tonight Show, when he would hold the... <laughs> that stuff was really popular in the 70s. Super popular Wasn't in the 70s. Wasn't there like a Kreskin or Kreskin? Yeah, he did it too. And so he would do these, but he was very good at it. Everything okay. that I'm saying, like... He was very good at it, and um, he he was so interesting looking because I think spiritualist um, or church leader um, was one of those occupations where you could look like whatever you wanted to look like, and every everyone would just let you get away with it. It's not like if you're a butcher, you can be a weird looking butcher, but so he had long brown, uh, long black hair, and he was very gaunt, and uh, it looks like he got plastic surgery like way before plastic surgery was a thing. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, but and it was very interesting looking and dressed um, a little Liberace-esque. With that like, doesn't surprise me. Like shiny coats, um, you know, uh, robes, like magnificent robes. And uh, so he would dress for this part and he would, he would it looked amazing. Uh, <laughs> that could be, that's a little subjective, isn't it? Well, I mean, it just... <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I say he looked amazing is there's someone on YouTube that claims to be his son uh-huh. who wears um, shorts and a un- undersized button-down shirt to do the same act. Oh, okay. And he puts no effort in, Uh-huh. and it's crazy. Does he look amazing? He does not look amazing. <laughs> okay. He looks like he, looks like he um, rolled out of bed, and, and he's like, I'll summon some spirits for you. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Okay. And he's so got his brown sh- khaki shorts on. and uh, It sounds soft. like he has a speech impediment, too. Well, he just... <laughs> I'm, that's a bad imitation of him. But what are you going to do? But the other... What's this guy's name? Ke- uh, Keith, Keith Rainier? Re- Reinhardt. Isn't that funny? There's the, another Ke- Keith R. Yeah. Keith R. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing that he would do was called apportation, which is... He would produce gems from his body, or um, they would just fall out of the sky when people were around. Wait, 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 wait. From his body, like orifices? Orifice. So they would come out of his eye socket, his nostrils, his ears, uh, his mouth. So everything from the neck above. No holes from the neck below. I make no promises. Okay. Wait (laughs) a minute. So are are you willing to tell us how... He, the secrets to these tricks. Um, I think he, I think he used a lot of different ways to do the tricks. Okay. Because he was he was great at it. Okay. There are a lot of people that are terrible, and the people that are terrible have one way of doing something. Yeah. So when you watch them do it, it's very obvious. But the really good ones, they have multiple ways of doing it. So if you think you've figured out how they do the trick, something else happens. Okay. And you're like, well, I can't be that because okay. of this. But for the most part, with the reading the cards, yeah. they just leave a sliver at the bottom near where the mask meets the nostrils, uh-huh. and they hold the cards down here. How down near, near, near your, like your, by your belly button. Yeah, by your belly button, and they rub them, and they read them. Uh, the other way you can do the trick is... So the rubbing's unnecessary. The rubbing That's is it's unnecessary. Yes, okay. theatrical rubbing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, 
so, and other times, if, if they didn't use, if they put them in envelopes, what you would do is you have, the first one is fake, and you just an, you answer the first one as, a, as if it was a fake question, but you read what it says on the actual envelope, and then from that point forward, you use what you read in the last envelope as the, the question in the next one. So if the first one, you would just pretend and say, the answer is blue, and then open it up, and it would say, what color is the sky? But then you'd look, and what it actually says inside is... Um, you know, what, where is my love going to come from? And then you'd put that one I off to the you. side. Then you'd rub uh, the next yeah. envelope and you'd read yeah, it. You trickery. Would say, trickery, yeah. right. So that's... So that spiritualist stuff was super big. And start, did it start like in the... Start in the 20s and then get kind of big in the 40s and then come back in the 70s? Well, it was huge back in the um, in the 20s. But it, it goes through... Cycles. Cycles. And... Um, one of the really interesting things about spiritualism, if you study it, is it's one of the ways that oppressed people gain power. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. um, a lot of women and um, gay people and uh, transsexual people, um, when that's how they would gain power is because they could say, like, I can communicate with the dead. And then they're beyond yeah. judgment and people okay. hold them in high esteem. So, you know, and no judgment on them for doing it because yeah. that's the, that's the, that was the way it was. Um, so he would, he would do the thing where he would push the gems out of his eye sockets um, and people would collect the gems. And there are still people today that have pictures of their gem collection Okay. Of things that came from his body. Sometimes he would do plastic discs. My when you say came from his body, that just for whatever reason, it really creeps me out. Well, I'll, sh- like, I'll show can you. Can you do a qualifier like from his body neck up? <laughs> from his body neck up. So, I, um, well, some it's actually, I'm not going into the gross part of it too because they also. <laughs> Wait, that's not gross. It's not gross okay. yet. He, you, they also pretend they're coming through their skin. So they'll pinch in the body, and they said like you, when you watched the gym, you could see it go up under the skin of his neck and out through his ear. That's what yeah. they say. I'm yeah. not saying that that's what happened, but my favorite thing that they said he produced that was supposed to be really impressive to us was a crystal hammer that he had. It was so large he had to produce it in three parts. Wow! <laughs> so that is impressive. So, <laughs> what do you do with a crystal hammer? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Jesus used it for his carpentry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. carpentry. That's right. <laughs> so, and the other part of spiritual spiritualism that's really interesting um, that he he was a big part of Keith. Keith is um, talking to ascended ma- masters. So okay. he would channel ascended masters. So you could talk to Jesus, you could talk to Buddha, you could talk to previous spiritual people, and they would come from the afterlife and give you advice and tell you what was going on. Because most spiritualists before that would talk to the dead. And as he, as Keith said, all the dead can tell you is that they're dead. Oh, so and he was kind happened. of clever too. Yeah, and what happened? Uh-huh. They can't tell you what's going to happen or have superior knowledge of the universe, but these ascended masters could give you brilliant wisdom. Gotcha. So he had all of these rich people that would go to him and ask him advice on everything that they did. And they would like leave their whole life savings to them. People would tithe 10% 
of their paycheck. Well, he did to him. need some money to buy all those gemstones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gemstones are it's, expensive. It's hilarious. They say they're mostly plastic, <laughs> which I thought I was like, well, <laughs> I would hope like if I were producing gemstones from my body, they wouldn't be plastic. But yeah, that's not healthy. No, can you imagine? No, it's not organic. <laughs> so, one of my favorite things that I read about is. 1950s life is he would travel around the United States trying to become well make money and become more famous and so he would go to these really small towns to do spirit readings yeah and he traveled with a Seattle drag queen Um, oh so they don't explicitly say what their con was but what it sounds like they would do is two men would be doing the spirit reading, and then you would summon your grandmother, oh. and then all of a sudden your grandmother would be there, and it would be the drag queen. Oh, that's the, w- way worth the price of admission. hundred percent, like, oh, right? I would love that, yeah. yeah. Um, so I found online um, in the Seattle Gay Nudes, a uh, drag queen named... Wait, nudes or news? Oh, Seattle you said nudes. No, I'm like, Se- I don't know what that gay is. Gay Nudes. Uh, D. Dornick. Uh, who was a famous drag queen in Seattle in the 1950s, Yeah, uh, would travel with him. Oh, so Dee would pretend to be like Grandma Mary or Grandma Dale. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Dee spilled tea. Oh, of in course. In the obit. Yeah. She was, she was all over this. But she said they got arrested in a small town uh-huh. because a policeman came in and said he wanted to talk to his grandmother. And then <laughs> he said, freeze. When the grandmother came out, and they... And it was D. It was D. D jumped out the window. Oh, no. And there was another policeman waiting outside who grabbed D, and they had actually brought the grandma in the car to prove that it was fraud. Oh, my gosh. That is a spiritual sting. It was a spiritual sting operation, and I think the beginning of an HBO series I would watch. Right? Yeah, so that's why I'm telling right? you this story, because I was like, this is such an untold story. Um, and Dee said she... Who would play Keith in your HBO version? Oh, it's hard to say, because um, I think a young Joaquin Phoenix... I was thinking the same... Oh would, my God, we are psychic. Yeah, would have been I good. was thinking that, you know who I want to play D? Who? Jinx Monsoon. Jinx Monsoon. Oh, good. yeah. So... D also said, she said he was 75% tricks, but yeah. 25% D had no idea how he did it. Okay. And he was two skills that almost all spiritualists and psychic, psychic readers have. They call it cold reading and hot reading. Mm-hmm. Cold, hot reading is when you do research on somebody and then yeah. tell them back what you've learned. Or you, like the ones on TV. Yeah. 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 And you like, or you peek in the window of their house or like. Whoa, wait, that sounds like. They used like to so. do this. They, you Is know, that what that guy was doing on our back porch last yeah. week? No, I don't think that was what he was doing. So. <laughs> but they used to, psychic readers used to send flower deliveries to people's house and so. bribe the flowery delivery person to look around the house and give them information so that the, when the person came, they could say, there's a portrait of a stately looking woman. Oh, so they paid, they spent some money to to make make money. money. Right. 
And okay. cold reading is when you can just sit in front of somebody. Just ask somebody, them questions. Well, and look at them and size them up. Yeah. And say things and draw out of, as, as yeah. a couple, you kind of draw out something out of people. Yeah. But amazing things happen when you do that because you really can get in tune with somebody. Right. And, and you can do that. Did I ever tell you I went to a psychic once? No. It didn't go well. <laughs> I went to a psychic once and she told me, I had a little person, a dwarf, that followed me around in a jester hat. The other thing is, in that mid-60s, he's got a lion. He, wait, wait, what? In mid-60s, he, he bought a lion. Are he, you saying lion like the animal? Lion like the animal. A real one? A real one. So, one that was alive. One that was alive. So he would drive around... Wait, our, on 15th? No, in his mansion. At oh his my mansion. God! How, so he could... had he had a fancy, expensive convertible, and he would put the lion in the back seat, and he would cruise around our neighborhood, honking his horn and waving at people. <gasps> did the lion roar? I'm sure it did. <laughs> oh my gosh, that poor lion! Well, it, very much so, and he used to. That's how he used to end parties at his house. Bring the lion out? Bring the lion out. Because he had two different lives. He had his spiritualist life yeah. and his gay life, according to the people that knew him in this yeah. article. Like, I have no inside knowledge. Okay. So I'm not saying that's the way it was. I'm just saying, reporting back what they said. And um, his gay life, he would have giant parties at his house. And when he was ready well, for yeah, it to be like over. that's like his real life. His real life. Yeah. Yeah. But and that's how they stated it in the article okay. in the in the gay news. Um, okay. And then he would bring the lion out. Yeah. And it would scare everybody out of the house. Well, sure. That poor baby. I'm surprised you could have a pet lion in Seattle. Because well, we're in the city. Yeah. It's not like we live in the suburbs. We are in the city. Yes. And uh, the police did not like Keith. <laughs> well, they they did a sting. Well, what they did was they tried to get him as a hoax, and so they would try and to get someone to admit that he had tricked them out of money or tricked them out of property. But everyone was so satisfied with Keith, yeah. And Keith would actually say to people, according to this article. Um, I wish these people would make decisions on their own. They don't need to come to me to find out what kind of toilet paper to buy. Because <laughs> they were coming to him with like every decision. And he yeah. was like, you can make some decisions yourself. Like yeah. you don't need to. And they would pay him, of course. So, But he was like, enough with that. So they set him up in a sting operation where they he picked up a, a young lad of 15. Oh, no. I don't like where this is going. And... Um, he says he took him home to give spiritual counseling to him. Oh, and no. they said, and or six, he was 16, and the age of consent in Seattle at the time was 15. Uh, and yeah. th- they say that he did stuff with him. The kid said that he did not do stuff. Then he said he did. Then he said he didn't. Then he said he did. And Keith ended up going to jail for five years. But he kept up the legal defense and after five years, they let him out of jail. Now, one of the other reasons that they wanted him to go to jail is he traveled around Europe and did interviews with people for a TV show that was called Way Out. Oh, yeah, that sounds... I'm sorry. I'm still like, ew. Yeah. A little kid. Well... Like, poor... What happened to the victim? Don't know. I don't oh. know. His name is in the in the article, article if you wanted to look. Yeah. 
So he had filmed this show called Way Out. Okay. And he filmed interviews with people like uh, Margaret Mead, Agnes Moorhead, <laughs> like like pretty yeah, big names yeah. for a local Seattle show. But when he did the show, he sold it to the TV station. He also had on an out gay man and uh, an interracial couple. Yeah. And he came out in support of gay marriage. And after that, the police were like, this is going to be over. Oh, because when was this? 1967. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So they were like, we have to do something to put him in jail for being gay. So it's a very complicated court and case. And Seattle is a very liberal yeah, and city. So you would think 53 years ago that wouldn't have been that big a deal. It was a big deal. And they so for five years he was in jail until he got it completely expunged. Because they had, when he uh, molested the um, teenager, or when he theoretically did, because they lied, they set him up, and they hid evidence that would have exonerated him. And the teen recanted, or yes, interesting. So that was that he completely recanted, and so then he became a crusader against prisons. See, like, there's so many things about Keith I like. Yeah. But I, I can't get past this, like... Uh, but was it real? That's the uh, question. Wait, so if he went to prison for five years, what happened to the lion? It got shot. <gasps> it got taken out oh, to the no. country, and it got loose, and it was killed. Oh. I know. <laughs> it's no. very sad. So, Keith... Keith is anti-prison, and so he decides he's going to do a show at the prison. Oh, no. (laughs) So he does a show with psychic readings. Wait, so he is a convicted felon. Expunged, no record. And they invited, is this the same person he served his time in? I believe so. So he went and back. And they invite him, allow he, him back to allow perform. Allow him back to perform. That's crazy. He brought dancers, singers. He did a spiritualist thing. And he did a whole drag act himself. Wait, no D. Uh, I don't know if D was there or not. I okay. just Because there's very little information <laughs> about it. And Lou Ferrigno was involved <gasps> in some way. Wait, Lou Ferrigno from The Incredible Hulk? Yes. And most recently, I think he was on Celebrity Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump. There's also a picture of him getting a billet reading from Keith. So he does this show. He gives away $35,000 in prizes to the prisoners. He performs in drag. He does psychic readings. And everybody freaked out. They're saying... This is crazy that this happened in a prison. They say the dancers took their clothes off. So the Seattle Times does a story on the Aquarian Foundation and calls them a bizarre local cult. Okay, so like an expose. Right. And he sues them for libel for because he says he has lost money because people stopped coming to his church after okay. they wrote the article. And so... Maybe he should have hung on to some of that $35,000. <laughs> and maybe a lion's life is worth more. Maybe. <laughs> so he sues them. So for discovery, they say they want a list of everyone who's ever given money to Oh, no, his you can't. Can you do that? 
well, this is this is the court case. So then he said no. Yeah. Because they're going to publish the names of everybody. Yeah. And they said, if we do, that's our right. It went all the way to the Supreme Court. Wow. And Keith won. Well, of course he'd win that. Like- so now you're not allowed, a newspaper is not allowed to publish anything they get in discovery during a court case unless they can find it through other means. So they can use it as an indicator that something is there. Yeah. But they have to find it a different way. Yeah. To be able to use it. Which is the way it should. And it was a unanimous Supreme Court decision. Yeah. And this was in the... When was this? This is in the 80s. This was like 1984. Okay. So this is stretched out over so many years. Um, So... Wow. Keith had a very interesting life. Where is he now? He died in 1999. Okay. And um, the Aquarian Foundation still goes on. Yeah. Um, I've only read secondhand accounts of this, but they play tapes of Keith. So it is, it's, and is it entertainment? Is it cult? What is it? It's not a cult. It's a church because they'll allow people to leave and people have very positive memories of it. In my estimation. Okay. They still sue people for calling them a cult. Oh, I, I'm sorry. (laughs) I was, I asked the question. I didn't call them one. I just asked if they were one. But I'm also going to humble brag because they sue anybody that puts pictures of um, Keith or any of his uh, spiritual shows. They sue them to get them taken down. What about the word chime? No, <laughs> that trademark they've they haven't enforced, they haven't enforced that. that. But um, I was like, how am I going to see these pictures when I first got obsessed with it? Yeah. So what I did was I set up a Google alert for any lawsuits involving the Aquarian Foundation. Yeah. Then two months later, they file one. I Google the name of the guy. He has all the pictures, including the Lou Ferrigno picture, <gasps> up up on his site. Oh my God, you could be a private eye. Thank you. (laughs) Maybe that should be our next venture. (laughs) Private eyeness. Yeah. But I thought it was really interesting that they didn't want the picture being seen, and I can tell why they didn't want them seen. Why? Because the tricks are so obvious to the modern (laughs) eye. Like if I told you he made an angel appear and dance about the stage, you'd be like, that's amazing. But what he did is he laid a white robe out on two chairs, and it floated upwards and grew a beard. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a big difference between, like, what they say happened. And he uses all their traditional spiritualist tools, like spirit trumpets and things like that. So... What's a spirit trumpet? (laughs) (laughs) So the idea is spirits are very quiet. Yeah. So they built these extendable tubes that they say spirits like. And they pick these tubes up and they fly them around the room and they use them to whisper into so that the whole room can hear what they are. Like an Amazon mailing tube? (laughs) Kind of like an Amazon (laughs) mailing tube, exactly. So (laughs) they're like little little metal trumpets and they extend like an old-fashioned telescope, one of the ones that would squish down and pull up. Yeah, Yeah. So, But they have pictures of that as well. I was very proud of myself for tracking it down. Um, and I will, I will, how are you, how are you going to prevent, um, from being sued? 
I'm not going to use the pictures except for um, the pictures I know that they don't have control of. I have a couple of those. Um, I will include those in the newsletter and I will probably include a link to a page that might have pictures okay. of Lou Ferrigno <laughs> getting oh, a, a psychic Lou. reading uh, back in the 1970s. Well, you know, he knows Bill. B- he knew Bill Bixby. He did. So he's a hero in your eyes. Well, Bill Bixby sure is. all right well thanks for listening everybody bye bye don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to read our show notes sign up for our newsletter at bafflingcyclops.com